Live from the Old Church Concert Hall in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. <laughs> so most of you probably know that I'm a puppeteer. If you don't, you did not read your program. <laughs> I have been since 2002, and I love it. Every day I go to work, I get to laugh with children. Heaven on earth. And I perform at birthday parties, schools, libraries, festivals. I'll go anywhere. And I've traveled all over. I've uh, performed thousands of shows. And in my basement, and my boyfriend will attest to this, there's over a thousand puppets. <laughs> it's not creepy, really. <laughs> not to me, anyway. I find it comforting. Um, and over the years, I've uh, performed all over. And uh, also, I have a van that has a big advertisement on it. And every day, I get in my car, and I open the door that says, Puppet Mobile. You know, I'm here for your puppet emergency. Just know that. <laughs> and over the years, uh, when I first started 17 years ago, there wasn't that many children entertainers in Portland. But Portland being weird and all, uh, it's saturated. The market is saturated now. And there's uh, jugglers, kindy rockers, there's clowns riding tall bikes all over the town. And so I've had to learn to be flexible and malleable in order to stay in business. And uh, I'm always researching, doing marketing, thus the van. Um, but uh, in a lot of these research things say to network. You know, work with other people that are doing what you're doing. All right. So I can perform for five people. I can perform for 500 people. But when I go home, I want to be alone. I want to recharge. The only thing I really want to hang out with is my dog, Tater. And uh, I think uh, he thinks I'm funny. So I like to hang out with him and go on long walks and, and put food in my slow cooker and bake cookies. That's really what I like to do on my downtime. So going and networking is not something that I'm really excited about. Uh, so, but you know, you, you gotta change with the times. And uh, I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, there's a puppet guild in town. And I've decided to go to some of the meetings over the last few years, and um, <clears throat> I hate it. <laughs> I feel awkward. I don't connect with the other puppeteers. I feel judged, and ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that's me. I know that's me. They're perfectly nice people and puppet obsessed, but I just feel uncomfortable. So when I, um, over the years, have had trouble with my journey in life, I uh, go and see, this is very Portland, by the way, my intuitive coach. <laughs> and I have for years, and I love to hear what she has to say and what my guides have to say. Apparently, they're here with me right now. <laughs> and uh, I told her, I go to these meetings, and I just feel so uncomfortable and yucky inside. And so she said, let's, let's look into this. <laughs> well, Miss Penny, it's because 
you are not just a puppeteer, you are a healer. And I said, I know, right? <laughs> and then we laughed, just like you laughed. And I trust these things, you see, we all have things that we trust, I hope you do, you're here. And I, I, I trust these things, what the universe has to say to me over the years. Like, when I started this journey 17 years ago, I, was, I had my master's in education, I was a teacher at a school that I thought was gonna be the dream school, the dream job. I thought I was gonna be a kindergarten teacher forever, forever, forever. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> it sucked. And I was like, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna be in student loans forever, forever, forever. <laughs> And lo and behold, a good friend of mine called up and said, we're having a sweat lodge. And I said, all right. So I hopped in the car, drove out to her property, and it's everything it's advertised to be. It's sweaty. It's dark. Hard to breathe. And you get visions. And the vision that I got was this little bobbing, floating head in space that was my puppet, Robin. She has orange pigtails, yarn, big wide eyes, and a big Muppety mouth. And basically she's me when I was eight, but what I think I was like when I was eight, probably a lot nicer. And I knew she didn't say anything at the time, but I knew what it meant. It meant that I needed to quit teaching and use the puppets. And throughout the year, uh, the school year, I had been using her in the classroom as a helper. And I saw the power of the puppets. Hey guys, these flimsy little hands, they just can't pick up these blocks. Can you help a girl out? Hey guys, why do you think Curious George is so curious? And they would tell her and they would interact with her and the rapport was amazing. So when I went back at the end of the school year, I quit that job, security, health insurance, all that. I quit that, <laughs> and I jumped off the cliff, and the first thing I did was make a business card, because that's what you do to make it official. <laughs> Penny's Puppet Productions, and I had a tagline, making the world a better place, one puppet show at a time. And throughout the years, I've always uh, instilled values and morals, in my puppet shows, and I've written many of my own original stories, and uh, they're all little musicals. <laughs> and, uh, but one of my favorite things is uh, to take traditional tales and put a little twist on them, like my little red hen story. Um, in the end, she does share the bread, um, because everything's better when you share, just like I'm sharing this story with you. And my three billy goats gruff story, instead of the ending where the big billy goat headbutts the troll off the, the bridge, instead of my ending, they learn to trust each other and hug it out. <laughs> <laughs> and then my gingerbread version, he's still gingerbread man, he still runs runs as fast as he can, but instead of the fox, who is awfully sly, um, instead of him eating him at the end, the gingerbread man actually finds a family and a place for his heart. 
And I do that one often um, in the winter. It's a popular title. And I did it at a birthday party in December, just this past December. And the grandma of the birthday child came up to me and said, how did, you, I, how did you come up with the idea to change the ending? I just love it so much more. And I said, well, I, you know, traditional tales have many fine qualities and they stand the test of time. But I said that, uh, you know, they teach us lessons. And I think the lesson that we all need to hear right now is love. And she kind of cocked her head to the side and said, girl, speaking the truth. <laughs> I cannot tell you how much that meant to me. And I know the work that I do is literally, you know, healing. I go to a hospital, a children's hospital, three times a month, and I uh, perform for them in their, they have a theater, and I, do, I set up my puppet theater, and a lot of kids can't come to the room because they're too sick, and uh, so they have a closed circuit TV, and they shoot it out to the rooms, and sometimes, there might be just one kid physically in the room with me, but I gotta believe I'm doing the show and there's others watching out there. And the other part of my job is that I go room to room to those sick kids that can't make it to the theater. And uh, because they're so sick, you have to put on a gown and scrubs and a glove and a mask and sometimes a visor to protect you and them. And it's not that easy to connect with children, probably not even with all of you, when you can hardly see facial expressions and eyes and things. And when I go into the room, I don't really know what I'm going to get. Uh, uh, before I knock, I do have a couple notes, like how old they are, and uh, maybe their first name, and sometimes you'll get a note about heads up, um, but not that much. <clears throat> and this one particular room, this one particular day that really touched my heart, I looked at my notes and I saw that I was going into a room with a, a three-year-old, little girl, and there was a little asterisk that said that she was paralyzed from the neck down. So I took a deep breath, like I always do with every room that I go into, and I knocked on the door. You don't give them a chance, you just open the door. <laughs> and uh, open the door, poked my head in, and as I was scanning the room, I said, Hi, I'm Penny the Puppet Lady, can I come in for a visit? And as I scanned the room, I could see this little girl laying in the bed. And I could also see her dad sitting on the bench by the window, slumped over with his head, hand on his head. And he barely looked at me, but he nodded yes. And I always go into the rooms and I have this uh, frog puppet. And I leaned over the bars of her bed and Frog said, Hi, my name is Frog. I don't sit on a log, I sit on a lily pad. Isn't that rad? <laughs> and her little eyes just twinkled and she looked like a little cherub laying there. Would you like to sing a song? Yeah. How about Twinkle, twinkle, stinky feet Boy, that song can't be beat. And she giggled. And her dad sat up 
Would you like to sing some more songs? How about we sing the real Twinkle Twinkle song? And for the next 15 minutes, we sang and we laughed and we joked. And, and as we did, her dad got up from that bench and he walked around the bed and he smiled at her and he enjoyed us. And the air just lifted. And when it was time to say goodbye and I was taking off all of that, he made sure to look me in the eye and say thank you. And as I was leaving out the door, I could hear him say, wasn't that frog silly? And they giggled together. I walked out the door and I had to take a break. I think every emotion that was in that room, I carried out with me. And I cried, and I realized at that moment, if I was on this planet for those 15 minutes, my mission here is complete. I'm still here. I got more work to do. So I know I am a healer. And I use puppets, and I use jokes, and music, and play. Those are all in my toolbox. And just like in the beginning, although I didn't realize it when I wrote it down, I am making a difference, one puppet show at a time.